trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 78 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris, and this is Paris. Hello. This is an in-person Terrible Book Club, a rarity nowadays. It yeah. happens sometimes, but, you know, if you hear any extra, like, echoiness in this audio track, it's because, once again, we're in one room together. Yeah, going back to our roots. Uh, yeah, I'm here to record some episodes tonight trying to get some recording done all in one shot uh you know eating some takeout reading reading book shots okay we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that because today today you read literally doing some moment, shots moments ago yeah <laughs> well yeah actually moments ago um i read this like two days ago we read killer chef by james patterson Kind of? Uh, no, Jeffrey J. Keys. Okay. So, <laughs> you might be saying, bookshot? What is that? Like, did someone shoot the book? Or is it an alcohol-related thing? Do you shoot the book into yourself? Like, yeah, how does there's this so many ways you can interpret this. <laughs> if you... Paris, have you ever wanted to read, like, the back of a book, but it's the whole book? That's the back of the book? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I never have. <laughs> have what? you ever sat there and been like, man, I have only two hours to read a book, and if I don't finish the book in that two hours, I'm just going to throw it away and forget it forever. I know myself. If I don't finish the book in one sitting, I'll just never pick it up again. So I have to finish it in one go. Chris, this is clearly catered to me when I was in the 90s hit movie Read with Keanu Reeves and I had to read a book in under two hours or the library oh. would explode. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's how this all started. I mean... If you read under one page a minute, the whole thing goes up. Let me tell you. I mean, yeah, like, I live, I live life in the past lane. On the fast page. The fast page, yeah. Sorry, that was a terribly excellent. So, a bookshot, it's it's not, uh, you know, an alcoholic drink in, like, I don't know, like the, you blend paper into alcohol. It's not that. Oh, I'm sure there's some it's, weird it's, restaurant. It's that's not doing a direct that. injection of book and word <laughs> into your bloodstream so that you get smarter or something. You know, I'm sure that's going to be a future thing, right? Like, we just, it's not an Amazon Kindle, it's, it's just a syringe. <laughs> Full of, like, a weird anti-vax screen that just got published. Yeah. So you just instantly know all the stuff that some weirdo decided to release for free. Oh, that's horrifying. Oh, God. Well, it's not that. I'm uh, So there's a little story behind how I came upon this, or we came upon this, rather. Um, as, as I mentioned in previous Terrible Book Club episodes, um, I have decided to take Terrible Book Club out onto the streets 
pound that pavement and find these books myself instead of just relying on Google searches for worst book romance or going to Amazon and just attempting to slog through their awful search system. Oh, yeah, which we which we discovered the depths of yeah. on the last episode. True. None of that. I'm going out there and I'm hunting for these books on my own. And one of the ways I decided to do this is um, there's a bookstore in Harvard Square called The Coop, which we've both been to a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I was in there buying the latest Expanse book, or at least like trying to look for it or something like that. I didn't buy it there, actually, but um, I was in there for some other book-related reasons. Oh, I think you were buying a Rebecca book. Yes. Yeah, you were buying a gift for Rebecca. Yeah. And also, um, I decided to start looking for terrible books there, and I was kind of just looking around at the whole fiction section. It's, it's huge over there. Like how This is kind of the service we're providing. There's so goddamn many book in store. Yes. How, how am I supposed to choose? So Chris found a, a very helpful uh, bookstore worker. I physically went up to this person and I said, hey, you see a lot of books in here, don't you? <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds like the start of a really bad pickup line. That person was yeah. probably terrified. No, I was like, well, I mean, you must see a lot of the stuff that comes through the shelves is how I really put it. And um, she was like, yeah, because at first she asked me if she could help me find something. And I said no. And then, like, I thought a minute and then I <laughs> Wait, went up to her after. And I was like, Actually, helpful person. I was I was like, have you ever seen something come through here that you were like, who would read this? What, why is this here? I don't understand who would be buying this. Yeah, like, this is an embarrassment to literature. <laughs> and at first, she like, she thought I meant, like, I don't know how this miscommunication happened, but she thought I meant, like, books with bad cover art or something. Oh, oh. So she started showing me, like, oh, there's, like, that weird, like, claymation style that's on some book covers now, which is, like, very flat-colored, like, kind of yeah. look. And she said she hated that, and I was like, no, you don't understand I'm looking for a book that you think, like, you really don't understand. I'm looking for a book where the inside is trash. Yes, it's the inside that counts <laughs> yes, here. Yes, yes. Not the outside. All, and I, but I did say, although a bad cover, like, a really bad cover is acceptable, but yeah. not quite just bad art like that. Right. And she was like, oh, you know what? Uh, come over here. And she brings me over. She's like, these things, you know, like, James Patterson, James Patterson, he's, like, releasing, he releases a novel, like, every three weeks, she said. Literally every okay, three so weeks. so he's not a person. He's some kind of alien hive mind. He's some kind of, like, ghostwriter, like, publishing thing you can yeah. write under. And she takes me to these book shots, <laughs> which she describes as, like, they're, like, summaries of books instead of real, like, actual books. And that's indeed kind of what they're marketed as. Um, thank you, helpful lady, who said, I don't understand why anyone who wants to read, like, books is going for this. Yeah. I yes. think she thought it was a summary of other books, but it is in fact not that. So I'm going to take you on a journey to the Frequently Asked Questions page of the bookshop. Well, well Chris, why don't, why don't you read the back of it real quick? Because that's I read the back of it, and I was like, what the fuck is okay. this? Okay, it's uh, Killer Chef, Eat, Drink, and Be Murdered is the headline. And the back of the book says, Someone is poisoning diners in New Orleans' best restaurants. Now it's up to Chef and Homicide Cop Caleb Rooney to catch a killer who has an appetite for revenge. That's fucking it. Yeah, they, no, but the, the ribbon on the back. Oh, the ribbon. I yeah. see. The, the the promo for Bookshots. Yes. Lightning fast stories by James Patterson. Over so quickly you barely didn't even notice he got inside you. Novels you can devour in a few hours. Impossible to stop reading. All original content from James Patterson. Why is the original content qualifier there? Yeah, also, why does it keep talking about James Patterson when it is written by Jeffrey Keyes? I don't understand. So I think James Patterson is like the publishing arm of whoever, like... Does, is James Patterson real? Does anyone know? 
There's I, a picture of him has, on the bookshots.com page. They can have a picture of anyone. I don't think James. I think James Patterson. I have. I'm pulling up. Here's this very contemplative man here. That with his is hand a crisis of, author, Chris. <laughs> that is fake not, bookshots. Fake news. Not a real person. Okay, so well, let's go to the frequently asked questions pages. I'm sure people have, always have a ton of questions about these things. Uh, First question: What is bookshots, and how does it work? Let's face it. Far too many books are far too long. <laughs> they start out great, but before you know it, you're bogged down with characters you can't keep straight, mind-numbing descriptions, and meandering flashbacks. Okay, they're a little right because that is sort of what Malatin is like, but it's good. You try to resist the urge to turn on the TV or scroll Facebook while the voice in your head grows louder with every page. Cut to the chase. Just tell me what happens. <laughs> Wait, so you're like, a, like all you care about is like the, the ending raw of the book? Pl- yeah, the raw, raw fucking plot. like. Raw I don't falling need any of these, raw like, climax. Yeah. <laughs> I need a raw climax. <laughs> I'm a reader, Chris. <laughs> Just give me the climax. James Patterson's... Uh... <laughs> This episode has already had me screaming. James Patterson's lazy hand job to your mind while he... Because you asked nicely for a quick one. It's just going to take five minutes. Oh, God. Oh, James Patterson feels your pain. Introducing book shots, lightning fast stories under 150 pages, more spellbinding than the latest blockbuster movie. Bookshots will keep you on the edge of your seat from the first page until the shocking finish. Yeah. Uh. Compact enough to take anywhere. I'm so fucking sick of these huge books <laughs> that I have to stuff into my backpack. I can't fit any of my other stuff in there. Water bottle, gone. I'm dehydrated <laughs> while I'm trying to read this book out in public. <laughs> yeah, it, like I can't my- believe we haven't figured out a better way to take <laughs> books with us everywhere. It's almost like we need a solution. Yeah, well, it's also like an app that you can buy these things from. I don't think we had to buy this hard copy, but whatever. It was under five bucks, and the lady pointed it to me. I'm going to give her some business there. Yeah. Will bookshots become full-length no- books as well? Ask the frequently asked questions. Bookshots are written to be thrilling reads that fit your busy life. You've got too much shit to do, and you can't come back later. Why would you come back to a book later? I, and yeah. you've forgotten everything. As soon as I put a yeah. book down, Paris, it's gone. It's wiped your mind. It's erased. <laughs> that's why so many times in Terrible Book Club history, I said, well, I did read this a week ago, and I completely get some shit wrong. Yeah. I know that's happened before. We have no plans to publish Bookshot's originals as longer editions. Some are being developed for the big screen, however. No! Please don't. Oh. I, the Killer Chef movie no. is on its way to you. Oh, God. I hope um, not. How about this question that I spotted? I'm sight-impaired. Why do audiobooks cost so much? Like, okay, I am sight-impaired, yeah, but I've also heard of the fucking person. library. Yes. And also Perkins audiobooks for the blind, yep. which they used to send to me until I was like, actually, I can see enough to read. You guys could be sending this stuff to someone else. But I did have, like, cassettes of, like, early, like, audiobooks on cassette, like, originally. Yeah, I mean, there's so... I mean, ugh, I don't want to say that there's, like plenty of resources but there are resources it is pretty weird that i don't think uh, i don't understand why like why but why is the sight impaired thing with why do audiobooks cost so much yeah not all blind people are poor i mean yeah it's tough to get work sometimes when you're visually impaired let me tell you uh, i'm right there with the sympathy for you guys but at the same time why does why why is it why doesn't it just what are there audiobooks why does it have to imply about the cost of audiobooks yeah i don't i don't know i also guess they have this nice program where they give you know the visually impaired some 
cheap or free books, which is fine and cool. Yeah, that's it's just, good. It's a weird, but why frame it this way? I don't know. Maybe maybe because their target demographic skews a bit older, and generally, you know, a lot of people tend to lose their sight as they get yeah. older. Degenerative, you know. Anyway, uh, a maybe, little bit, maybe yeah. that's just a guess. Yeah, a little bit more on book shots. This is an article that I found. James Patterson says he'll disrupt reading by writing shorter books. <laughs> He's going to fucking upend the whole thing. Wait, by... so so have none of these people heard of a novella or a short story? Like, is that... They're just like, no, they're short books. There's something else. It's due. It's brand these, new. These aren't novellas, Patterson clarifies, nor are they just short, regularly paced novels. Rather, he said, reading a bookshot... Bookshot... Bookshot, I almost said. I mean... Is like reading a hit movie. Fast-paced, economical, with no meandering. Like, they're just trying to dumb down books as much as humanly possible. I just don't understand. I will say that reading this book is like reading the back of a book, but for 120 pages. Yeah, it really is. There's no depth or substance. It, it's like pithy. Uh, you know, they try to pull your heartstrings with, like, bullshit additions. Even more than that is is the tendency for it to be, like... In the middle of a chapter, it'll be like, and there's only one detective who can solve the case. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Caleb Rooney, who we should start talking about yeah. because it's been like 10 minutes and we haven't even talked about so the content here. So bookshots are fucking ridiculous. I mean, I think that it's just another example of a company trying to reinvent something that already exists. Shoot me in the face with words. <laughs> yeah, like... End like, it quickly. <laughs> like, guys, short stories and novellas already exist. Trying to say it's a book shot. Oh, we're gonna disrupt the publishing. It's like no, it's just a short. But story. what is the shot? Is, is the shot in this in this marketing <laughs> thing like? Is it a, like a it's fast like a gun? Is it a yeah, hit like, like a drink or is it both yeah, of those? Yeah, and none of I those? guess. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm gonna start drinking before we. Yeah, we uh, we made ourselves some uh, seltzer and vodka for this uh, this episode. I just read the book shot. I just got oh just oh hit in the chest. You know, explosions resounded behind me as, as the plot punched It's supposed me. to be a fast-paced mm. thing. So, anyway, Killer Chef. Um, there's not even really a Killer Chef in it, I think. There, uh, there's implied Killer Chefs. Yeah, so we didn't even really discuss our normal stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, it's fucking really late into the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you already know why you're here. Uh, if you don't, we're the Terrible Book Club. We intentionally choose to read books that we think will be bad. Rather than the traditional method of reading, which is where you choose books you think you will enjoy. Um, and uh, sometimes we are pleasantly surprised. Most of the time we're not. Obviously today, not surprised, not pleasantly surprised by this. Uh, this sucked. No. Uh, <laughs> content warning. I mean, obviously we swear a lot normally. Um, barnyard language. Yeah, bar- barnyard language all the time. Just living the in barn that barn. door's wide open. Oh, yeah. Everyone's in here. Fucking chickens clucking <laughs> constantly. There's hay everywhere. Just how we do. Um, there, we do discuss um, poisoning, so murder by poisoning. We've got a little bit of mention of drug use and guns, which we've kind of already been doing, so sorry we fucked this order up today. Uh, there's really, really mild uh, cut-to-black sex scenes, and I think that's kind of Because no filler, Paris. Yeah, there's really no nothing, filler. nothing very just exciting. Get, just you let you know that they fucked, just letting you know, and move on yep. right away. I mean, which, like, I I mean, if you've listened to the show before, I'm actually fine with that. I'd rather sure. that than the Outlander brand criti- of things, you know? <laughs> like, we talk, we're not talking about books that are too goddamn fucking long. I was in there buying an Outlander book. Oh, <laughs> to Betrayer. For Rebecca. Betrayer. She's on, like, book six. Now, that's the they're the opposite of a bookshot. Yes, me that's tell what you, I just said. The, needlessly long. <laughs> the thickest of books. They're so juicy. 
the thickest of sex scenes that go on for 50 goddamn pages. Let me tell you. I'm not 100%. No, 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 no. I have to have my Outlander rent. Okay, so a couple of years ago, my wonderful friend Amber. Amber, I love you. This is not a, not a shot against you, but I'm, I'm at my friend it's Amber. It's a book shot against her. Yeah, I'm at Amber in Scott's house, uh, and... She's just like, hey, uh, I know you like historical stuff. Like, why don't you check out this book? And I was like, all right. Like, I had no fucking idea what Outlander is. This was maybe like 10 years ago. I take it home and I'm like, because she said it was like a historical. She was like, oh, there's like time travel. And I was like, oh, sick. Like, had no idea about the sex shit. And literally the first 50 pages, it was just, it was just, oh, they woke up and fucked. And then, like, something else, oh, they fucked again. And then they kept fucking, and I was like, I can't Did do this. Did you get to the part where they go to a, a Scottish castle, and they fuck in the Scottish castle? Because that happened in the TV show. Uh, probably, because it was, like, the... I, just I dubbed put it in... Castle Cunnilingus immediately, oh, because they just... Oh, hey, I wouldn't mind living there, to be fair. Um, or even visiting once Imagine in a while. Imagine if your historian boyfriend took you to an ancient Scottish castle, and the first thing he decided to do was sit you on a table. An old fucking <laughs> table that probably has some, like, really... Tennessee nails in there. And <laughs> no, it's great. It gives you a little, a little excitement. Okay. You know? Danger is that it helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah I wanna don't, be, don't shake too much now. <laughs> I want to be at risk of getting a centuries old illness while I'm fucking. Yep, that's it. Uh, anyway. Well, I got the place for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I can't handle books with that much detailed sex in them. I just can't. So sorry, Outlander. Sorry, Amber. Uh, I anyway. just couldn't get there. Couldn't get there. <laughs> Good thing bookshots are here to get you there quicker. <laughs> yep, good thing. You know, I, I put Outlander down and Bookshot was there just to jerk me off in <laughs> five minutes. The two-pump chump of novels, James Patterson, is here to help you. <laughs> anyway. So, so right. two-pump two chumps. Caleb Rooney is our main character, the killer chef, because he owns a food truck called Killer Chef. Right? That's the name of the uh, truck. Yeah, yeah. So here's the He's thing. He's in New Orleans. There's a food truck. Yeah, so here's the thing. So he owns a food truck that's popular, that's open every day, with his ex-wife. This is, like, revealed later on, but we don't have... I mean, and by later on, we mean in five babies. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know. So he operates this very popular food truck, again, that Lines is open... Lines down the street. Gypsy yep. bands playing outside. It specifically, uh, specifically says that, I think. Uh, th- that word is used in yeah, the yeah. book, and I was going to talk about how it's yeah. not cool to use that word. Yes, so. that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's what it says. Yep, they, yeah, they talk about... Um, so, but there's like a whole circus outside the truck, it says. Well, because it's New Orleans, so, you know, it's right down down in the French Quarter, or, you know, it's all touristy and shit. And um, so, again, all right, this man operates a full-time food truck with his ex-wife as his only partner. They have no other employees... He is also a detective. <laughs> For the New Orleans Police Department, really putting double hours in, yeah. except he totally screws over Marlene, his ex-wife and food truck co-owner, by having to leave to investigate murder cases, which probably puts a fucking damper on the food truck sales. Yeah, I just, it actually, it specifically says that way later in the book. It's like, yeah, we lost hundreds of dollars because you had to go investigate this fucking murder. And it's like, okay, I guess... Pick one. Yeah, I get... I just don't believe that any person could be both a detective and a full-time chef. Who like, wants to put with simultaneously two different kinds of heavy stress? Yeah. Yeah, it just seems... It makes no sense. So that immediately makes this book trash to me. It's because so passionate about oh. food. Oh, and he's also Paris. he's also incredibly hot, by the way. And, and Chris, Chris, how many women want to fuck him in this book? All of them. Any? <laughs> no, no, no. You missed there's one who doesn't. 
There is one who doesn't. He, she's like the IT lady at yeah. the police department. And she's over 65, therefore unfuckable or something. Yep. Or and literally every other woman in this book is fawning at him. Throwing themselves at oh, Caleb. There is no such thing as a lady who doesn't want to bone down with him. Mm-hmm. Um, inclu- yeah, even his ex-wife a little bit. Yeah, like it's even just, though they got divorced, like does she have to be his ex-wife? This book would have been fine without that being his ex-wife. Yeah, I don't know. I, no I mean, difference would have been made, except it's just like a little extra quick way to like make it more deep than it really is at all. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be there. It also makes the situation even more unbelievable, right? Because like, so you're a you're a sexy cop chef who also runs a business with his ex-wife. Like, I just, I don't know. It seems weird. But she likes to use your hot looks to get more sales of the sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. So immediately this book is off-putting to me, just for that alone. And then they try to they try to make Caleb um, likable by giving him a quirk. Chris, would you like to tell us that quirk? Every so often, Caleb has a nervous tick or like a, just a thing he likes to do, which is to... Reach into his pocket, which has a plastic bag of loose, raw jalapeno peppers that he will periodically crunch on in such periods like during a food rush, while he's trying to think about who done this murder here, before loading his gun and, like, bursting into a a, a crime scene or something. Oh, let me read my favorite jalapeno eating scene. So once again, this is a chef and detective just constantly wandering around with a bag of fresh jalapenos in his pocket that he eats. There is one moment Without where, he's, gloves. where he's out of jalapenos yes. and it's like this, oh my God, I can't believe I've been caught with my jalapenos down or whatever. So my favorite uh, jalapeno scene is when uh, more people have died and he's trying to comfort someone who witnessed the deaths. He says, it's going to be okay, Mikey. Reaching into his pocket, he grabs a fistful of jalapenos. Which he crushes between his fingers and rage. <laughs> We're gonna get this son of a bitch. I know we will. Like, hey, you've got jalapeno juice all over your yeah, hands. Yeah, like, like that just seems comical to me. That's not serious. You'd be fucking. Also, me. you're like fucking a whole lot of ladies in this yeah, thing with, with jalapeno, jalapeno juice all, all over right, your all face. Right, all right, yo, let me. All right, we're gonna talk about the realities. Safety, for, safety first, Paris. Like, this is a PSA. If you're having hot, spicy anything. Wash your goddamn hands. No, but like, you... like wash your hands so well that your hands are bleeding and raw because you wash uh, them so good, Paris. Dude, like, uh, all right. So they're painting this like sexy detective guy. By the way, he's also fucking everyone related to this goddamn crime. He, he goes home with two, two women. Yeah, two women that are have like <laughs> a boy, an ex boyfriend that was murdered by poisoning. Because here's okay. Here's the thing. Just so we can set this up really quickly, people getting poisoned at restaurants. They're eating dinner. All of a sudden, they just fall over, choking dead. Those are the murders. It yeah, there are three, three times, three sets of couples. Yes. of, of he- he- heterosexual couples, men and women. It's that's it. Like you don't need to know anything else about. Yeah. The okay. Plot. Continue with our PSA about. Yeah, and so like, spicy fingers. So this guy walking around with raw jalapeno fingers all the time without gloves, like. I mean, these poor women. Like, like, all right, I've I have been this poor woman in my lifetime. Shouldn't there have was, dated uh, that hunky detective chef, Paris. No, no, I no, that's not no, it's not who it was. Um, <laughs> you dated an actual jalapeno once. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I dated somebody who used to be a chef. Uh, no, so uh, yeah, one time, uh, my ex boyfriend and I made dinner. And uh, I really love hot peppers, so I always have them in the house, and I cook with them fairly regularly. 
And, you know, we thought our hands were clean. And, um, no, no, I, I cannot tell you the agony of having jalapeno residue on your vagina. It is the fucking worst. I have never cried so much in a shower before. That's what the title really means, the killer chef. He's the, he, he kills you by... <laughs> Like, that would have been a better murder mystery. Oh, like burning women with yeah, like pain. chemical <laughs> burns. Oh god! Oh. I would have that. There's a mystery, right? Yeah, there. there's a mystery. Not just random poisonings to, in restaurants throughout the city. How did this woman's vagina melt off? <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. Uh, but Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Jalapeno. <laughs> God, but no, no, seriously, that shit was excruciating. Uh, Wash your hands if you're having spicy yeah, food. Dude, that was that was a nightmare. Or at least I don't know, eat more spicy food when you're single, I suppose. But even then, that's dangerous too. Yeah, I've got I've got jalapeno on my nose and my eye. Oh, just, this man oh. is walking around at all times. Yeah, jalapeno up. Yeah, all just, over. He does no mentions of hand washing ever. Nope. No gloves that he. I don't even think when he's handling food in the food. I think at one time they mentioned food. gloves once, but mostly. Yeah, so, I don't know, he's just getting, rubbing jalapeno juice everywhere. Like, what the fuck, dude? This makes no sense. On women, crime scenes. Yep. Yeah, like, these poor ladies. Anywhere. Oh, man. Anyway, Detective Hunk Chef. You know, probably should have put a disclaimer at the beginning that I was going to tell people I got jalapeno juice in my <laughs> vagina. We're going to talk about it. Well, maybe we'll we do We do a, our maybe, best with these content Maybe we'll warnings. do a Paris of the Future is here to tell you that. It's always a free-for-all over here at our little oh, club. That's man. including the barnyard language. I think caveat. Yeah, so yeah, just but be yeah. I mean, yeah. And this is a public service that we're doing for our listeners. No, I'm serious. Like, you're like, oh, I washed my hands twice. No, keep f- putting them in some baking soda. <laughs> scrub that shit with sand. Bury your hands and say yes. <laughs> yeah, anything to get get all that residue off. Just don't. Okay. Anyway, back to the book shot we have before us. Yes. There's really not a lot to be done here because there's not a lot up here. Let's focus in on jalapeno in the pocket to, to begin with. I, how many do you have? He seems to have a lot of them. Yeah. It's not like he's got two or three and he's like nibbling on them throughout the day. He's popping them a whole hog. Right. Right. So how many could you possibly fit? He's talking about the zing all the time and like crunching in on everything. I think he's doing them whole like stem and all because he never mentions like him throwing it away. Maybe that's the filler. Maybe he's pre, maybe he's pre stemmed them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He is a chef. He likes to have fine dining in his pot. The yeah. fact that it's it specifically says like it's like a plastic bag. I don't. I think it's supposed to be a Ziploc bag. But, but to me, it's just like a CVS bag. Yeah, a grocery bag spilling out of his pocket. <laughs> it's like, hold on, detective, are you all right? No, just, I gotta have a jalapeno. Just hold on a second. It's just such a fucking weird. It's thing. a quick quirk to give his character more character than hot detective but chef. But it is silly and unbelievable. Like, it does not make any sense. Um, Crush, crushing it in a rage is particularly oh, that was great. cheesy in a way. Did it. he hear the term jalapeno popper and, like, completely misunderstand? <laughs> yes. Yeah, whoever wrote this was like, oh, jalapeno popper. Oh, it's like when you have a pocket full of jalapenos, you eat them, right? And somebody was like, yeah, 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 keys, that's it. Yeah, whatever. Can we also talk about his, like, biscuit recipe that he makes in the morning oh, after? He so spends gross. an evening with, okay, he the first crime scene he goes to is at his friend Patsy's restaurant. His ex-girlfriend? Someone he sleeps with Someone sometimes? he does, seems like a fuck buddy to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he goes to a restaurant because two people got poisoned there. 
And she seems all torn up about it and a little drunk. So he's like, let me drive you home. Eats jalapeno, burns her. And in the morning, he's like, let me make it up to you. <laughs> that's, that's not in there. but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll make you biscuits filled with jalapenos and raisins? Yeah, it just sounds gross. A raisin jalapeno combination? I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm, like, I get the spicy sweet, but not those two things. There's, like, spicy wines, right? So I guess, like, old grapes. Uh, no, it sounds bad. Um, but, so, some other, like, weird things that make no sense. So, the, actually, the night in question that we were just describing... So he's working with his ex-wife at the food truck. He gets a call and gets, you know, has to go to this crime scene during the dinner rush. And his ex-wife is like, God fucking damn it, not again. I gotta fucking do this all by myself. And he's like, oh, you know, duty call. Sorry. Love you too. And by the way, he and his ex-wife still say they love each other to each other. Which it was an amicable divorce. Amicable divorce. Good. You caught yourself I, before I know. I did. Sometimes I say word bad. It's okay. We all say word bad sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's just... A little weird. Um, I personally cannot imagine that scenario, I guess, is my point. Sure, it can happen. Yeah. But, but in any case, he still is a dick. Yeah. So he's of like, the well, highest order. Sorry, I gotta go deal with this crime, you know, which is fine. Because, you know, it's okay. A crime is more important than sandwiches, sure. So he goes to the crime scene. He's there for maybe a couple hours. And then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go home with this, this girl. I'm gonna bang and not go back and help Marlena close he, yeah, the fucking Yeah, she even truck calls down. him. She's like, I'm cleaning up here. The dinner rush went okay. I managed to survive. And he's like, um, that's great. I gotta stay out. Gotta go. Gotta go detect some <laughs> pussy. I mean... And so he goes home with Patsy. Although they don't actually fuck. They just sleep together. Which, fine, I guess. But that's still a dick move that you didn't go help your business partner with your other job. At the have. very least, you could have driven over with Patsy and been like, hey, I just gotta help clean up for a yeah. minute. Like... Sit in the car for like 10 minutes or something or hang out with us or while we I'll clean up. Or I'll drop you off and come back because I have a car. Yeah, like, also this. Not... Um, yeah, so the main character just kind of sucks. Complete asshole. And he's, but he's made out to be like the guy you're rooting for the whole time. And it's like, no. Because he's not. sexy and he's a detective chef. He can balance these two jobs <laughs> that... I'm assuming he's doing like gangbusters on the business side because lines out the door or rather down the street because there's no door on a food truck. But... There, I mean, there are doors for the staff to get in. You're not entering to order. No, food. that's true. But anyway, like... Also, he's so hot, he changes in the street. <laughs> yeah, he, like, it literally talks about him just, like, taking off his food truck gear. And changing into his nice detective At one clothes point, in the he's street. described as working a shift in the food truck with his badge and gun still on. Yes! His fucking belt. Like, take the sidearm off, buddy. I'm not, like... Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't think this is a thing, but I, something about bullets next to hot oil yeah, makes the, me nervous. Well, just... It doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't... You don't You could take that. the gun belt off. Yeah, you really could. Um, Lock it up in the car or something. I don't know. Throw it in the fridge. Yeah, something. yeah. Just put... I hang would it up feel kind of wall. threatened if I walked up to a food truck and I was like, can I have a, a raisin and jalapeno biscuits? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't... I'm, please don't... <laughs> Don't shoot me. Um, there's some other weird things. Like, he talks about uh, how owning a... Um, let's let get to the page. How owning uh, the food truck is like... I don't know. He thinks he's like a super cool guy because of it. And he says... Um, 
Caleb used to fantasize about opening a real restaurant of his own someday, but he's gotten used to the speed and street cred that comes only from running a hoppin' food truck. <laughs> like, what? That's another line that reads like the back of a book to yeah, me. and it also just reads like somebody out of touch with reality. Like, I just... Um, I, you know, I guess... Is, are food trucks cooler? Because it's a truck? Uh, yeah, like, I, I oh, guess. Your, your lame-ass restaurant is stationary? Yeah, what? It doesn't Does it go guzzle for... gas while it serves food? <laughs> People have to come to you to get the food? <laughs> so old. <laughs> yeah. All get food. with the times. Food has to be on wheels now. Is this where I can t- to mention the fact? <laughs> this is where I can mention the fact that James Patterson described book shots as Uber for books. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I, that I, doesn't make sense. I think because it's app and Uber is app, therefore <laughs> book app is Uber book. <laughs> Wait, so so he's saying like. Oh, you can summon a book to you, like with Uber, you can summon a car, but like they already have that. There you can are already summon a book- strange book to you. <laughs> <laughs> that might hurt you. <laughs> Five stars, though. I mean, Killer <laughs> Chef is pulling up now. Make sure you check the title and author pages to make yeah, the right book. Yeah, sure it's the right one. Don't just get into any old book shot now. No, don't. Okay, so, um, there's, there's, so there's three murders in the book. Of three random couples across three different restaurants. He meets another lady who was the ex-wife of the first murder victim that died in Patsy's restaurant. Her name's Andrea, and she's like a sultry author who like super used... rich, like trust fund lady. Yeah, she like hangs out on a balcony and reads and drinks and writes books in New Orleans. So. And he interviews her and immediately like is like, oh man, I bang this one true, and then he, he does can't, later. He, he can't keep it in his pants <laughs> nope. at all. And but he 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 also admits like when he's first interviewing her, the whole reason he's there is because she's a possible suspect. Yep. And so was Patsy. And yet he just can't stop going home with women that are fucking suspects in a case. How would anyone allow what police look, I like I know police are shit and all, but like I still think When the police is a chef as well, the things get blurred. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in New Orleans? Like, New Orleans, you got some problems down there. You got fucking detective chefs. Your detective Popping chefs jalapenos. Fucking everybody covered in oil. Like, I just I can't. Just spicing everyone up real good in the extremely haphazard way. And I... Okay, so there's three murders at three different restaurants. Yeah, Andrea's, uh was married to the first dude that died. Then, come, come to find out later, she was also on the DL dating the second guy that died. So then, you know, Chad, not Chad, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well be Chad. Chad. Chad Lub is like, oh no, maybe she really is a suspect, but like she wouldn't be telling me this if she were, if she were the suspect, right? Oh, better fuck her to make sure he fucks her. She doesn't flinch when I give her the old jalapeno finger. I know she's innocent. Yeah, right. That's how it works. I read it. It's like a witch, right? Yeah. She didn't didn't burst into flames. So, Uh, like, you might be wondering, well, how does, you know, how do we eventually get to the bottom of the case? It's really helped when some guy just stands outside the killer chef food truck for Caleb to chase down conveniently. Yeah, this guy shows up and Caleb chases him. Hey, I'm related to the plot. I figured I'd just stand here and make it easy for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like you weren't going to get around here. You were too busy spicy fingering everybody around town. And I'm a dude, so you weren't probably going to get to me unless, like... You know, you decided to bend the other way for a bit, but I just figured I'd make it every easier on everyone. I'm going to stand outside, hang around. I'm going to look truck. really sketchy. I'm going to have a hat and heavy sunglasses on, a black hoodie. Um, so Caleb chases this guy and arrests him. 
and his name is like albatross something yeah it's like freddy albatross green or whatever yeah. but i was like he's a known drug user so therefore he's automatically yeah they're like oh he's a petty criminal he's done he's the a drugs. junkie he's a, it's definitely him yeah especially they like they let him go at first because there's not a clear cut Caleb just tackles him he's like why were you looking at my food but, truck but like they literally fucking put the word albatross in this guy's name yeah and Caleb even looks at it and goes oh what a weird name and it's like Jesus Christ do you you don't need to spoon feed spoon feed me the concept that this guy is obviously not the killer and then the the reason they go and arrest him finally is because the I, the one woman who Caleb does not get de- like want to get down with because even all the customers at the food truck that are ladies are always fawning over him and yeah, he asks right, them if they right want hot this, beef. Yeah, yep, uh, yep. He asks them if they want some hot beef, and they're like, all about it. They're totally, muscles, they're totally they, down with it. They leave him their phone numbers written in lipstick on napkins. Anyone, the, anyway, the one lady that's like over that shit. It's like she's charming because she's like too old and like past all that stuff. Um, and she decrypts some, like, security footage or something. She she does the, you know, enhance, enhance, She enhance. says she manually fig- figured out the hex key for some kind of encryption. That was on a phone of one of the dead guys, the she, last dead guy. You can't manually guess a hex encryption no. key for some app. I don't think you can. You, uh, you, you would have to, that's like so many millions of combinations. You can't just figure it out. It would be like a lucky guess, if anything. Yeah, so that's another thing that's odd. Anyway, she fi- sees uh, the albatross at the second restaurant leave immediately after two people get poisoned. Oh, but that that had nothing to do with the encryption on the phone. That was just security footage. Yeah, the encryption on the phone thing is later. Yeah. You're, you're right yeah. about that. Anyway, she has security footage earlier. Yeah, yeah. And she, the the guy, albatross guy is there. He leaves shortly after the murder. And that's the, enough reason for Caleb to go arrest the guy. They go to his house. And he's got a map of, like, the all the murders that have happened so far, like, pinned in the thing. Yeah, he just has, like, he has a bunch of Hi, I'm the obvious criminal here. Yeah, it just, it was pretty obvious. Like, it's just so obvious that he's not the murderer. He's just a guy collecting information about the murderers because he's curious about them. Well, he's not that because he's actually dropping off the vials or something. Yeah, so they find out that he he's the one dro- who dropped off the poison to all the restaurants. But he's like, I don't know who hired me because I'm just, I don't know, I'm so full of dr- the drugs that I don't know. And I was like, what? That really is how they put it. He's like, yeah. I don't know, man, I just needed a fix. I just needed the money. I don't know who told me to do this. Like, where are you finding the drop poison off somewhere for me job? Is that on Craigslist or some it, shit? Like, Yeah, it's on Silk Road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Silk Road's been around Drop for a while, this but, strange box know, off for me. It's on one of the other dark webs. Uh, one of the... Anyway, he gets arrested and pinned for all the murders, but Caleb knows something isn't right. Well, because because it doesn't make any sense that he would have this, like, fancy synthetic poison, and they know that somebody must have put him up to it, and they were like, well, where'd you get him? And he was like, I don't know, like, under a rock here and a bush there. So, like, you know, there was no direct contact between him and the person, but, I, yeah, the whole I don't know who did that, and then they never follow up on that. It's just, he says he doesn't know, and then they never put, they never, like... But also, he's not the one that, like, poisons the people either. No. He just drops it at the restaurant. Yes. So someone is poisoning the people, but needlessly putting a middleman in to get poison. I'm assuming this person is dropping off the poison, right, for him to pick it up? Yeah, Albatross is dropping it off at the location so that 
the actual Who murderer. put the poison for Albatross to get in the first I place? I don't know. It's the same per- Paris, this is what I mean. Yeah, it's the same person needless. that's doing the murders yep. who says, okay, I left the poison here. I need you to bring it to the restaurant. Why wouldn't you so just walk into the I, restaurant with it? So I can come get it later to yeah. poison the people. Yeah, why wouldn't you just have it on you? Like, you're going to be touching it later anyway. You're go- if you're going to be doing the poisoning anyway and you have to poison the things. Yep. You're going to have to get near the food with the poison anyway. Yep. So what's the point of hiring this guy to drop it off just so you can frame him or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. But, like, it it still doesn't make sense because then when they so they then they try to then they try to make you think it's like it's. Then they try to make you think it's Andrea, and then they're like, oh, no, it's Patsy. Patsy first, because, okay, here's another, not to interrupt you, but no, I really no, need this ahead. fucking detail to come out here. He's staking out Andrea's place, and he's waiting for someone, like, that might be Andrea to leave or something, and he sees someone jogging by or out in a Wisconsin football team hat. And Andrea is the only person, because she has all this Wisconsin football memorabilia or whatever. And he follows this person because he realizes, oh, she's going towards my food truck. And indeed, this person breaks into the the Killer Chef food truck and tries to murder Marlene because it's really Patsy who decided to murder Marlene because he's the ex-wife of Caleb, her fuck buddy. Because she heard Caleb say he loved you to he loved her to Marlene and she was wearing the hat because the actual murderer gave her that hat that he stole from Andrea. Why was Patsy anywhere near the actual murderer? I, I don't. Why well, was she near Andrea's house? I don't know why she was near Andrea's house. Well, I mean, they all—it's all the French Quarter. It's not a big area, but um, no. So the the actual murderer is a guy who is literally only mentioned in like. Five sentences in the first three pages of the book. He's a sniveling Maybe. like city arts direct. Like he's yeah, like he's like a publicist. Slash, like like he gets celebrities to come and like hang around yeah, and live he's like in the, New Orleans. He, he's like the cultural director or something of the city. And Caleb fucking hates him and he's sniveling. And he's in love with Andrea. This guy's name is Tariq the Tarantula ba- Bashar or Bashir. I forget. Um, and he's in love with Andrea and obsessed with her. But you don't... But there's none of this until the literal last three pages of the book. When he's holding a gun to Andrea's head? Yeah. At her house. I don't know, because it's the classic scene in all those movies where the good guy gets to the bad guy right in the nick of time. If he did all these murders because he loved her... Like, she did she reject him and he was like... No, I I don't... But they dumped all dumped Andrea, too. So it's not like he's competing with them. Yeah. He's killing them because they hurt Andrea? Or they just because they fucked once? Or something like... Maybe. I don't think they even... She even had sex with all of them. I think she says, like, I went out with them. Yeah, because the last guy, I don't even think... Was she even... Did she even fuck that last guy? Yeah, no, she she went on, like, one date with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, it's very unclear. And then, Andrew, you know, at the end, Andrea's like, Oh, yeah, I guess I should have known when I got all those love letters from a creepy fan... Call like, and they were all signed like the tarantula, and it was like, well, if there's a guy in your town called the tarantula, why didn't you put that together? That's kind of weird. Especially since you know Tariq. Yeah, because like, you didn't just meet him for the first time. No, and it just it just didn't make any sense because he is literally, like I said, literally mentioned for a few sentences at the very beginning of the book. And they just talk about how he's, like, yeah, sniveling and annoying and, you know, gets in the way of police business when it involves celebrities. 
And then there's literally nothing about him until the last two pages of Oh the my book. god, it's Tariq, because we have to have, like, a cheap Law & Order twist on this thing. Yeah. Where it's not the first person, it's also not Patsy, who just was there to, like, momentarily have a cat fight in front of Caleb, so he can be like, yeah, hot. Yeah, but except Which she really brought... is kind of like for a second, well, I think. Well, except she brought a fucking knife and was going to actually stab Marlena. And she, like, she does, like, Patsy doesn't face any punishment, even though she does, does this in front of a New Orleans police officer. Yes. He's like, ah, that's fine. Ah, you yeah, ladies ah, always, you lady. oh, always, always fighting, fighting over, over me. me. Yeah. How about you try to stab her again? That was kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, actually, and we can uh, wrestle and stuff, yeah, and I'll grab your boobs you know, or something. All, yeah, and I'll like, uh, you know, just let's just rub all the pink juice all over <laughs> each other while we're at it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know how I like it. <laughs> um, there was some other, some other weird stuff, like a detective accessing private information about a case on his cell phone. Seems like a huge security risk. Um. They do the creepy thing where they only describe people of color um, and they describe their skin as like uh, something like a delicious food. That's gross. That happens in this book. Some other tasteless lines like, quote, sweating like hookers in church. Really tasteless. Like we talked about earlier, they also use uh, the pejorative term for Romani people all over a couple of places in this book. That's uh, a New Orleans flavor. Yeah, I was just Racism. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I don't know. He also caught, he says, when he gets called about one of the, like, the second or third, mur- the third murder, he's like, oh man, why can't you get one of the other D's on it? And he means, like, the other detectives, but... I don't think anyone says that. Like, why can't you get one of the dicks on it? I don't know. It's just that's but weird. dick is a slang term for detective. So it no, I know. Kind of lines up, I and, guess. Uh, they try to. They, I don't know. There's a scene. Why don't you get D's nuts on the case? <laughs> yeah, they may as well have said that. But they also use a SWAT team when they go to arrest that petty criminal, and that makes no sense. You wouldn't have a fucking SWAT team. I guess they team. had the budget, and they were like, uh, well, we bought all these bulletproof vests and assault rifles. We've got to use them on this bookshot somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just to make it cooler, I guess. I. Yeah, so I, I that's pretty. Like we've gone through all of the content that's in the it. book. It's all there. It's all done. Like you didn't. We didn't even really like gloss over anything except like a couple of various coworkers that he interacts with, like the morgue guy. Yeah, and it's like who uh, he gives some Emmy. of those like jalapeno raisin biscuits to, to like bribe him to let him see the bodies earlier or something. There's um. A couple other restaurant owners and and like restaurant workers that he knows that are named. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's a it's a Law and Order episode without the order. <laughs> yeah, and without and any of the lovable characters. No like, iced tea. There's no iced tea. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no iced tea. There's no Mariska Hargitay. Like, uh, yeah, he doesn't even have like a police chief up his ass about like you got to stop eating jalapenos on the scene. <laughs> but, Rooney, if I get one more call about a weeping <laughs> eye, I'm gonna have your ass, Rooney. <laughs> Like, you know. Give me your gun and your badge. What do you mean you left him in the food truck? What do you mean you served him on a po' boy? I can't. We can't keep doing this. Uh, Yeah, and then there's this... Does this sandwich taste bullety to you? (laughs) No, but these fries are awfully badgy. (laughs) Yeah, and, and then they try to... Pull at your heartstrings by telling you the the brief backstory of Marlena and Caleb's marriage. And it was like, 
they met they dated for a few months marlena got pregnant so they had a shotgun wedding in the park and then they opened up a cafe uh, miscarried a bunch of times so yeah, no she kid. had a bunch she had a bunch of miscarriages and that broke their marriage and then but they remained free they had a party to announce their divorce because they were like we love each other as friends and it's wholesome which I don't is know fi- why I know I'm that's up. fine. I'm fine with that being in a in a uh, no, book no, shot. Yeah, I, suppose. I am too. But it's people can be friends after relationships. It's a possibility. I agree. I agree with you. I think it is a possibility. But that you would then go on to run a business with them and still tell them that you loved them. I feel like is while they too routinely much. fuck off and leave you with all of the work. Yeah, at the I, food truck business, and they come in and just reap the half of the profits. Well, they're out fingering other ladies with their jalapeno fingers. Yep, and not even solve and like really half-assedly solving murders. And then at the end, you kind of like invite him for a threesome with one of his new girlfriends. Oh no, I don't know. Let's read that last sentence and see how we feel about it. It's um, him and like Andrea, right? Who's like? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me. Let me uh, how does Andrea get away with it? Wait, wait a second. For the second time in an hour, Caleb holds a woman in shock. But this time, he needs the comforting as much as she does. I can't believe I didn't see it sooner. Tariq has access to every kitchen in the city, and he knows every bit of gossip when it comes to the rich and famous. Every debt, every feud, every affair. But I don't understand. Why did he fixate on you? Andrea's holding him tightly. I saw him at parties, and he'd read my books. I used to get fan letters from a stalker, always signed, The Lovin' Tarantula, but I never made the connection. <laughs> He and Monty once had a public battle over some luxury apartments Monty refused to knock out for public housing. I never thought it would come to this. Marlena rushes into the room, now filled with police waiting to... <laughs> Sounded like Marlena was filled with police. <laughs> I got all these cops in me. Can you help me out, please? I'm so never... full of blue. <laughs> no. Never a favorite with the New Orleans Police Department, Tariq has been handcuffed and unceremoniously thrown to a squad car. Caleb, my God, you scared me half to death, left me with that crazy woman, and now I find out you're chasing down a madman all by yourself. Caleb smiles broadly at his two favorite women. Fuck Patsy, by the way. Fuck Patsy. Yeah, yeah, even though he said he loved her two minutes ago. (laughs) Fuck her. What do you say when all this is over, I whip us up a couple killer sandwiches and we go listen to a little jazz? (laughs) Marlena smiles and nods at Andrea. I think that sounds like the perfect end to a crazy night. Yeah, they're going to go out with her. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. She smiled and nodded at Andrea. And, yeah. That's the thing right there where I'm like, are you, like, he solved the case, so let's have a threesome about it this is terrible this is an <laughs> affront to literature it should not exist no just get this the fuck out of here i will say God. this format is pretty good for terrible book club because it's a quicker read than most other things yeah i came here i read this in two hours while kind of half watching snl <laughs> and eating stuffed shells so you didn't miss anything either no i did not miss a beat it's true um so uh, maybe we'll do another one of these maybe in a different genre because there's other ones you know they're all genre fiction so i wish they could do like a fantasy one just like a real fucking quick (laughs) like one off dnd session they fucking use the magical staff to see the princess and oh boy there's a pile of gold (laughs) (laughs) And the the main character can't stop pulling out magic mushrooms from his plastic (laughs) CVS bag in his pocket. Anachronistic, yes, but... (laughs) No, it's it's magic mushrooms from his leather pouch that, you know... (laughs) Can we fix it, Paris? Uh, I mean, 
I mean, the bare bones chef poisonings. It just seems murder dumb case. and uninteresting. I guess, but I don't want to, like... <laughs> no, I mean... <clears throat> like, like I said, it's not even a killer chef. No. It's a It's a, like a city arts liaison. Yeah. Killer city arts liaison. Yeah, it's... It's just really lame. It's all really lame. And the, char- the main character is so hateable, and it's not even intentional. That's the funny thing. It's not like... It's not like at least the you know the silent patient where you're meant to hate the main character or I mean there are any number of books like that uh, though I did not like the silent patient at least it was aware that it was trying to make the main character hateable this book thinks it's making a good main character and he it's making a horrible Horny asshole. detective chef is just uh, spicing everyone up all the time yeah just the oh, fucking jalapeno thing I can't get over jalapeno that jalapeno figures really like yeah. I can't, we, we're not gonna stop harping on that no. we've rung the joke completely dry no, of all just, the spicy juice now no it's just it's too it's safe weird. to touch your eyes again no. with this joke no it's not don't touch your eyes <laughs> don't touch any genitals I don't, I don't wanna fix it even if I can't no. fix it I really don't wanna put in the effort to try to fix this thing no because this fucking author or this crisis author this <laughs> man who does not even exist the entity known as James Patterson does not need or whatever money keys or, uh, yeah maybe Jeffrey Keys needs money I don't know man but like you can write something better than this I'm sure Ugh. I, the, the fact that it's like who needs the book to be over so quickly yeah like you were saying yeah who is like Oh man, I'm gonna like like I said. Unless you're in the hit '90s movie Read, where you need to finish a book in 90 minutes, like I I don't know. So maybe like you, you know, last minute assignments for your like school book, th- like you know, you're, you're supposed to do a book report. Oh god, no one's gonna assign you a book shot in school. I fucking know. I don't think they assign, like. There used to be things in my school where like you could read any book and do a book report on it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And like maybe if it's like the night before, mm, and you need that extra credit to pass. Or sure, something. like that's the only thing this would be good for. But even then, I don't know. Like Slaughterhouse Five is almost as quick. It's pretty short. It's like a hundred. It's like two hundred pages, but the font's definitely smaller, so it's probably longer than that. And it's definitely more of a heady read. So I didn't like Slaughterhouse Five. Really, that was my favorite yeah. Vonnegut book. I don't like her Vonnegut. All right, I'm sorry. You can have an opinion, I guess. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Um. Man, don't read this. Don't read any of these bookshops. M- much like that bookshop lady you told me, like I don't understand who, why this is here. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there are so many other trashy short books out there. You don't need to keep Just more. Read, the whole, read more a whole them. James Patterson. It's fine. Yeah. You can come back later. I don't even care if that's like the kind of thing. If you really just need popcorn thriller for yeah. your book reading, do you, baby? Like, read all the James Patterson shit, but don't settle. For this lazy lover of yeah, a book. Yeah, man, you gotta keep that Lizzo energy going right <laughs> to your books. Like, don't settle. <laughs> it's fine. Get, settle in for a book that will treat you right. Yeah. And take as long as it needs to get you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and if, you know. Uh, don't, don't fucking write these. This was, this is, yeah, like I said, an Thorough insult. Thorough thumbs down. An insult. To even, to like, popcorn thrillers. Yeah, like an insult to even bottom barrel books. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. This is the Ghost of Future Paris, here to pose a question to you. 
Have you ever wanted to hear me and Megan from Ono oh Lit Class play an RPG and then have it turned into an improv comedy audio drama? No? Yeah, me neither. But it did happen and does exist. So if you want to hear that, you can head over to the Rolling Misadventures podcast and find the episode entitled Bear Animator. Yes, I named the episode, and yes, it is exactly what you think it is. Ghost of Future Paris out. All right, Paris. Uh, well, um, we're, do we want to do? You know what? You know what? We could do good media like uh, thing. Yeah, like sure. I was even. gonna say I can also embarrass myself with the Power Rangers game again because I'm already. Uh, I can't buzzed. really do that with this computer screen up in front of here because the file with all the names is on my computer. Oh, so God if damn I put, it. you would just be able to see under which category it falls under. It's not on my phone, so oh. that would be cheating at well, this Well, no, test. I would just hold the bookshot in front of my face. See, the bookshot is used as an eye <laughs> shield, you see? That's no fun. It's, I, I don't want to see your face while you're trying to well, guess. Well, I can do this. <laughs> you can still see Laura you, 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 Listeners face. can't see Paris just, like, sort of lampshading her eyes with the book spine. Yes. You can totally peek under there. No, I can't. It's fine. My vision is We're going to do the good media segment instead. Okay. Because I lost my life last week to <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses. And then before that, you lost your life to The Expanse. Yes, I read The Eighth Expanse book, which is a, which is a book which I suppose I should talk about. I loved it, actually. It was a very action-packed, fast-paced segment of The Expanse series. I can't wait for book nine now. I waited until the paperback edition of this book came out because <laughs> I wanted to match with all my other books. I'm probably going to listen to the audiobook of book nine because I want to find out what happens. You know, Expanse isn't super deep. I also binge-watched the TV show on Amazon. Also pretty good. Worth a watch if you don't want to read the books or, you know. But it's... I like the books a little bit more, of course. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. And then Fire Emblem Three Houses was the anime school teacher game that I played for a whole week. Uh, I lost 53 hours of my life to it. Chris, that is I was absurd. almost late to a dinner with my girlfriend... Because I was in the middle of a climactic battle and realized I had to go catch the bus down the street. You know what, Chris? First it was Shameful. a turnip, now it's Fire Emblem. Shameful. You know, you're losing some boyfriend points. I really... I was I was on time. All right. And I told her... I still told her about it because I wanted to explain to her why I was, like, slower in returning text messages. I'm sorry, but... Wow. The Black Eagles needed more tutoring for me. It also really... <laughs> Got me because of the teacher aspect. I'm doing more lesson planning in this game than I was. No, that's not that's the fly. I do a lot of lesson planning for my guitar students. But it kind of, I don't know, scratched that weird itch that I have as a, as a teacher person, I suppose. And it was a little Persona-y. There's also a crossover Persona and Fire Emblem game that I almost bought, which I think is going to be my next video game hole I'm going to fall into. Oh, boy. So we'll see how that goes later. But that was my good media. If you like strategy RPGs... With anime characters in them that has decent voice acting, try Fire Emblem Three Houses. And if you like sci-fi books, I thoroughly recommend the Expanse series. It's real good stuff. Paris, what have you been up to with media lately? Well, I finally finished Memories of Ice, book Hooray! three, the Malzan series. It's now a memory of <laughs> You know what's funny is Chris Chris sounds so joyful, but he was actually pissed because now I want to read the next book, House of Chains, and that means he has to fucking read it. I don't have to read shit, Perry. You, you can't said, force me. Well, I've already recruited a friend, my friend Ashley, to start reading the series, and she's almost done with Gardens of the Moon. 
So guess what? Now you got two of now us. Now I have to fucking talk to someone else about Anamanda Rake, the dragon person. Who... No, I needed someone else to bitch to because you were like, I don't want to read House of Chains. And I was like, fine, it's I'm going to make someone else read Paris, there's 50 million things happening. <laughs> They're all very dispa- disparately connected. I know, we're proving Bookshot's right right now. Kind of. No, I love Malazan. I did. So it's, it's been I good. will say it's book three good. was my favorite Malazan book because there's like a bunch of death metalist crap things happening in there. Like weird creature that's constantly hugging you and torturing you with its hugs all the time. Oh yeah, there's that those two sentences. The that I can uh, never get like back. the 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 battle scene where they finally get to like the leader of the army and he's like amongst like a bunch of skinned people in this like dining room in a castle. Yeah, there's like can- weird cannibal army and stuff. There's also the front line of the army. Who fuck people who are dying to get their? Uh, by dead. the way, spoilers yeah. for Malazan Book Three. Uh, I mean, I feel like you learned that stuff within the first couple hundred pages, but that's the um, kind of stuff that's going on in Memories of Ice. And then House of Chains starts throwing more stuff about the tarot deck or something. The, oh yeah, the, the deck of deck of dragons. Sure, I don't. I I read the Malazan books like five years ago, Paris. All I remember from those is. Quick Ben is cool. Tattersail is cool. Whiskey Jack is hilariously cliche. Um, magic is a place. Yeah, I just remember. And there's so many different kinds of gods and yeah. celestials and like ascended I, beings that I can't fucking keep track I of. I know. Them. I just remember, Especially when people's names change between uh, books. Yeah, they do. Uh, I remember texting you and being like, why is this happening? What the fuck? This is so dumb. I hate this. And you're like, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't remember the whole back half of this book. All right. No, I fucking don't because I'm trying to find like a through line. And even books will co- like completely different people that happen like out of time scale from like the last book. Because I think like book three happens during book two. At yeah, the which I did not pick up on at yeah. all. Totally didn't. Nope. Because they were talking about things that happened in book two. So I was like, oh, this is clearly after... I mean, you know, for the things that happened in that timeline. Anyway. On the, on the other anyway, hand. Anyway, it was good. I'm glad I'm done with three. I'm trying to catch up on all the other books in my pile. I will say there is no deeper lore than Mal... Like, Steven F. Erickson oh. goes in on every... He's an, like an anthropologist. So yes. he goes in on every last goddamn detail yep. about any particular people... It's, like, not even, like, there's, like, separate fantasy races. There kind of are, but at the same time, it's really just, like, different geographically located no, people. No, dude, he does such a good job of not being racist. And that's, like, one of the things that's I love about That's the Malazan. major positive about Malazan yeah. is it doesn't have, like, your D&D ass. It's like, well, all orcs are strong and big, and they get plus two strength. So, yeah. And they're obviously, like, an anagram for this real race in life, and, you know, which is always sketchy when yeah. you can feel a book sure. doing He's that. He's much, much better about that kind yeah. of a thing. Any other good media? Yeah, so I just finished uh, Life of Trees, which is uh, kind of a a pop science book about how cool trees are. I will agree. Trees are fucking badass. Trees are fucking rad. Uh, And it's just about how trees have... um, How trees communicate with one another, how they grow and develop, um, how they have a form of memory and... and... They tickle each other's branches to communicate. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's it was pretty cool, but I didn't. It was honestly the writing was really boring because it was originally written in German and then translated in into English, which you know will always kill a work when it's translated. I feel, and again, it's a pop science book, so it's written for general the general public. So I wasn't super engrossed with it. I also knew a lot of the things already in the book, but the new things I did learn. Were <laughs> I know trees cool. had leaves. You don't got to tell me science book. <laughs> no. 
No, just sometimes it, it definitely was holding your hand. It was like, man, trees of rings, and it shows you how old they are. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, some of the stuff was cool, and I didn't know before. Um, Did you know trees start as smaller trees? Did you know they also can't move? Trees have to stay in the same spot forever. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not that bad. Um, Think so about that, it. If you had to stay in one spot forever and get all your food through the sun, that would be weird, right? Uh, but no, I mean, it was... Uh, anyway, I think it's worth a read, especially if you don't know shit about plants. Um, you probably learned some cool stuff. Uh you know, turns out being outside around trees literally makes you healthier and happier. It's just how it works. Get some green in your life. Get I should some do trees. more of that for sure. Yeah. I, I keep telling by. you to go outside, Chris. Rebecca says the same thing. There was an arboreum <clears throat> that we walked by near BM, the Boston Medical Center, mm. that was quite beautiful. There was some purple flowers over there that were amazing. Yeah, get your flowers on, man. I can't even see color, and I could tell they were purple just by, like, the particular quality that they had there, which... I'm totally colorblind, but I can like kind of guess what some colors might be. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's good. I'm I'm I actually have a rare eye condition where I am mostly colorblind. Yeah, so. you're colorblind and also legally blind. Most people like they when they're colorblind, they can. It's like a couple of colors they mix up. I'm all fucked up. Oh yeah, whenever because I remember the times where you've been like. Paris, I think this looks good, right? And then I look at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's like all these weird neon colors don't go together. So cause I it, I make everything neon because that's how I can like perceive yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's like the only really color bright. spectrum I can see is like eighties. <laughs> <laughs> um, after, uh, then I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to finish Extremity Retained by Jason Netherton. It's a death metal kind of history memoir book where uh, he goes through and interviews people from you know some some of the og death metal bands from the 80s and 90s i started reading it a while ago and i got like a quarter of the way through it and then got absorbed into other things i also have um these really these old um 90s like sci-fi compendiums and they have george r, r. martin stories in them oh shit so All right. i bought them at like a at the I should give you Armageddon Rag to read. No, I, please don't give me any more books. Um, so on top, so I got two of those. I've got the Extremity Retained. I've got these two, um, like, black metal anthropology zines called Becoming the Forest, uh, editions two and three. One was sold out, so I couldn't buy it. Um, but I know one is about epigenetic memory in birch trees, which is something I really care about. Hello, I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> I run an Instagram about epigenetics <laughs> of birch trees specifically. It's interesting. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a black metal nerd and I love nature shit. As, yeah. So anyway, I got that. And then finally, I have um, this fantasy book compilation um, put out by Jason Tarpey of Eternal Champion. Um, and it includes, it's like a bunch of people in metal bands I really like that also write fantasy and sci-fi. So it's like the dude from Eternal Champion, um, uh, Mike Scalzi from Slaufeg, and um, our friend from Cauldronborn. Oh. Howie Bentley. Yeah. He's back. All right. So we'll see if he has gotten better. Um, But it's got a lot of notable uh, metal musicians in it, and I'm really excited to read it. Because it's a bunch of short stories. We, you know, it's a bunch of bookshots all yeah, tied together. There you go. See? Um, 
Uh, it's a bunch of short stories, and I'm just really excited to see what the heavy metal community has to offer uh, in terms of writing. And if any of it really sucks, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that is actually it for my pile. Um, so I'm hoping to work through that before I get into House of Chains. Yeah, yeah. you got a lot of books to, to go through. I'm working my way through uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick oh, Rothfuss. Oh, yeah, I know. That's Started off you're... pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, if you ever have a free spot, I would really like to see your opinion on Armageddon Rag. I actually think you'd think it was really dumb. Oh, probably. Because it's George R. R. Martin trying to write like... Like superheroes, right? No, no, that's oh. Wild Cards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Armageddon yeah, yeah. Rag Sorry. is about him talking about like a 70s heavy metal band writing songs about like the end of the world. Wait, so it's just, it's, Chris, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking, that book we've, oh my god, the book we've read with fucking, oh god, I can't remember Dark Star? Yes! Is it just the better written version of that? Yes. Oh no! No. Yes, it's George R. R. Martin's Dark Star. <laughs> no! That is a And I really, I, I honestly only want to give it to you so I can get Paris renditions of the lyrics. <laughs> Of the many, many songs uh, that just, George R. R. Martin You just want me to sing them to you? Yes. Oh, uh, sp- oh, nothing else. Speaking of sing- singing them to you, uh, music, because this is wrong with good media. Um, I was introduced to um, like an older 70s rock band that I didn't know about before called Big Star, uh, and I really like them. So if you're into, I don't know, if you like 70s rock stuff, if you're into like not that Rush and Yes are super similar to this band, but like No, you gave me one track. It's pretty around yeah. if you like Rush and Yes, that you'll yeah. like Big Star. Yeah, I was just like, oh shit, I'd never heard of this band before. Uh yeah, my friend Peter told me about it and I was just like, How have I never heard of this band? And um the record that I listened to, I think it's just called Number One. I think. Um it actually the if if y'all remember the show, uh that seventies show, the theme song is a cover of a big star song that is on that record. Oh shit! Yeah, and so it started, and I was just like, hanging really? Really? Yep. Holy shit! Yep, it's a big star song, and I was like, "Fuck!" How did I? I felt like such an idiot for not knowing. Like that fucking opening riff hits, and like, oh shit, is Eric and Donna gonna show up? Yeah. So I don't know. They were just uh, they're really cool, and I was I was like, wow, I can't believe I didn't know about this band. So I'm just passing that on to y'all. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any other music I've been really into. God, I've just been on a fucking... I cannot stop listening to The Uncanny Valley by Perturbator. I don't know what it is that has been... Perturbator has like been I my... I didn't getting, realize you were like a synthwave dude, person like me. I like synthwave, yeah. Too. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, it's, synthwave is just like my getting shit done at work music. Like Perturbator specifically is generally what I listen to when I'm like... Oh god! I need to like merge a bunch of records in the database or do a bunch of database maintenance. I just have to do like a bunch of mindless tasks. You see that fucking like eighth note bass line, like yes, yes, exactly, yes. When I just sitting there deleting queries by hand because I'm a that's the melody that's always in the top. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else knew that I've been super I mean I listened to oh well Chris alright listeners we're gonna listen to something together to to you know maybe I should thank everyone first and then we're gonna listen to something together okay so um so let's thank our patrons I've just been fucking wandering around vocally about I'm done I'm done alright um, let me handle this part <laughs> 
Okay. Thanks to our Patreon supporters, Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, D, Jared, Lean, Senior, Jakub, Torben, <laughs> aka Duck King, Bobby Blackhead, Ayame, Jensina, Mayo Cat, Elliot, and Kieran. Thank Jeez. you for your support every month here to help make this podcast self-sustaining. Um, we filed taxes. Yeah, I did our fucking taxes. <laughs> because hey, of yo, you. yo, we only lost $27 last year. Great. Honestly. Yeah, actually, that's, that's fine. That's fantastic. Because, nope, because if I don't have to report profits to the IRS, everything is golden. Yeah. So thanks. Right off. If you want to help support the show, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel where you can leave... A fucking boneheaded comment. <laughs> could, you, could someone please leave a nice comment? Someone did. Someone said Big Chungus says Bernie 2020 <laughs> under the latest one. So I appreciate you, sir. Yes. I appreciate you, sir. Or ma'am. Or them. Yes. Ma'am. I actually recently started cutting out sir or ma'am out of my vocabulary. I used yeah. to say that all the time to service workers. And I realized that's kind of fucked up, actually. Yeah, don't do I that. Because I definitely misgendered a person or two. Yep, and don't do it. That's bad. Good. I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah, fuck that shit. Um, you can subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment about how I'm an idiot for doing that. Um, <laughs> because that's the quality of YouTube comments we've been getting, except for that one person. Um, you can become a patron and give us money to keep doing this. And if you give us money, you get access to us watching movies. So you get like a Mystery Science Theater track. You have to find the movie yourself. Uh, but we recently watched The Art of Racing in the Rain, so that's there. One of our lost book episodes, yeah. so if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you can go around the, the track one more time oh. with us, with uh, a dog in tow. We also do video specials once in a while, where actually we got to record one soon, uh, but there are four, five actually, up there. Um, you know, there's, so there's a lot of content, so if you give us five or ten dollars a month, there's plenty of content you get access to. And you can also give us a book to read that we'll read for you. So. Yeah, once again, putting out the call for more patron recommendations. We got, we actually, two people recommended the same book simultaneously, which was yes. hilarious. Okay, so that's definitely happening. Yeah, uh, Kieran and Dari, y'all are on the same wavelength. Uh, you all both <laughs> message us, like, the same day within, like, two hours of each other with the same book. And I was like, whoa. Mind meld of fans happening yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Um... So yeah, you can become a patron. You can share the show with someone or tell someone about it. Hey, I got this show where these two barnyard animals curse at each other about <laughs> books that they didn't like. Yeah. If if that sounds like a thing, you can sell someone. But by all means, do it. Um, or you can just rate or review us on I, I, Apple Music, a podcast, you any, you anywhere. Can find us on Twitter. On the wall links. of a bathroom stall. Oh, yeah. I want to be on a bathroom stall wall. Someone make that happen. Yelp. Yeah, Yelp? Better I, Business Bureau? I don't no, know. No, no. Chris, don't. Call into the Phantom Gourmets. Oh, Chris, <laughs> Chris cannot read copy, and we are we are hearing that right now. Just avoiding the script and just saying weird shit. You can also contact us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads. You can send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. If you're a patron, you can leave a post on our community page and we'll get to it like a month later because yeah, that pa- shit doesn't... Yo, Patreon notifications do not work. I am so sorry. I think it was Lynn left a message on there. I didn't see it for like six weeks because Patreon just didn't tell me it was there. Or if the... So yeah, I don't I don't know. Patreon is I mean, bad. Leave something there. We'll we'll see it eventually. <laughs> yeah, just somehow. maybe not. Like if there's like a, if you're trapped in Keanu Reeves's read and you need our advice, like <laughs> don't put it there. If you need us to keep funneling book shots to you, please find another way. Just shots, 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 shots. <laughs> book shots, shots. <laughs> All right. So um, the last thing I'd like to do is I would like everyone to queue up a song called uh, "Crazy Clown Time." By David Lynch. I need... I need Crazy Clown Time by...
actually, no, don't do that because that's how you get a copyright strike on YouTube and other platforms. So this is Chris from years later in the future telling you guys that this is where the episode ends for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Terrible Book Club. Terrible Book Club is an independent podcast produced by your hosts, Paris and Chris. Sound design and audio editing by Chris with sound effects and music by Epidemic Sound and sometimes also Chris. Our theme song is Kiss by Yearn, which is, you guessed it, actually, also Chris. You can find more of his soothing synthy sounds on Bandcamp at yearn.bandcamp.com. Do you want us to review a book of your choice on the show? Do you want access to some extra audiovisual weirdness? If so, become a patron at patreon.com slash terriblebookclub. If you'd like to send us a one-time tip instead, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash terriblebookclub. You can also support TBC for free by sharing the show on social media, following our accounts on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Goodreads, telling your friends about your favorite episode, or by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else on the internet. To send us book recommendations or your adorable pet photos, send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com.